Socially Good Media presents The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert, who along with members of the team from the award-winning social marketing agency Eskimo Soup will be shining a light on the latest and the greatest in media communications. Hello and welcome back to The Socially Good Podcast. I'm John Gilbert and I'm here for a solo show and I am going to be talking about five ways to get the views of young people. Now, just before we start into that, why would you even do that? Well, frankly, you should. If your service or your product is something that's going to be consumed or is going to affect young people, then we should be anticipating what their wants and needs are to make sure that there's a truly good user experience that's in there. Quite often, things are done to young people. We create something and go, this is what they want, this is the way we're going to present it, here you go, and it'll either fly or it won't. But we can learn from commercial marketing that that user research, when done correctly, means that young people are involved in the co-production process of that and it is much more likely to be adopted and successful. And these are principles that we should apply to social marketing, service development and creating any kind of intervention. Just want to say at the top of the show, what I'm talking here is about research. I'm going to touch a little bit on my final point about participation. That's something we're going to cover in a future podcast. But at the moment, we're just going to talk about practical research techniques and ways to get the views of young people. To begin with, the first tip is to use Instagram stories. So I started with a social media one there. In our experience, we've had some fantastic results recently through Instagram stories for polls and short surveys where you can ask a series of questions of young people. And I think the reason that we've been reaching upwards of 50% of response rate from an audience is that we've got that level of engagement ready through an Instagram community. So I realise that's not necessarily going to be possible for everyone, but it's just a fantastic way of doing it because you get natural responses from young people in their natural environment. So you have to have that following in place, but once you do, you can run quick polls on all kinds of things. You can do quantitative voting on different opinions. You can ask yes-no questions. You can even do qualitative questions where you can ask open-ended things where they'll go into much more detail. And what that does then is helps you to shape even further levels of research that you can do. So you could start off with your qual, and then you can really start drilling into those in more detail and yeah, it's not necessarily got the full range of questions and flexibility that you might get from, say, Google Forms or SurveyMonkey, but frankly, it's really difficult to get anybody, never mind young people, to fill those in. And Instagram Stories is a really big tip for a great way of getting instant feedback from young people. The second way is quite a traditional one. It's using focus groups. Now, focus groups used to be something that was done with like one-way mirrors and um, quite sterile environments but much better way of doing uh, in our experience is to actually go to the natural environment of your research group so in the case of young people that can be working with schools with youth clubs with any kind of specialist interest group where they're coming together and if and if you are respectful of their time and realize that they have other things to do as well as take part in your research discussion they'll generally give you that opportunity Now, sometimes you can incentivize this with vouchers, but just bringing some 
sweets or chocolate or something around just to kind of endear yourself to young people seems to work quite well. Or you don't have to do that at all if you're just courteous and honest and open about what you're doing. I've found that young people quite like the idea of being able to give their feedback on topics. Now, I'm quite fortunate in that quite often the topics that we bring to them are things that they care about or at least they're interested in. So maybe for a drier subject, you need to bring some kind of incentive. But once you've established that you're going to take a focus group route, what you need to do is spend time with your group of young people to set the scene, to really explain what you're hoping to learn from this, why you're doing it. One of the tenets of research is just about openness, so we're not trying to trick people into giving answers or trying to kind of catch them off guard. That openness is something that you should do from an ethical perspective, but also helps you get to do better research. Once you've set the scene, you need to get them participating as soon as possible. If you're talking for too long, you can lose them, and then they might go into a default mode of what they're used to, like a, a lesson at school or something where they, an adult's come to tell them something. I think really one of the lines I quite often use is, I'm going to stop rabbiting on in a bit because I don't really care about what I think, it's what you guys think I'm interested in as well. And maybe that sounds a little bit cheesy, but at that point you're setting the scene to say, I've not come here to teach you something, I've come here to learn. One way to do that is by some easy questions to begin with to make sure that they get used to participating. That might mean putting your hand up to questions or simple one-word answers as well, just to kind of get them into the flow of things rather than jumping into too much of a complex situation or a scenario or an abstract question for them. But once you've established that rapport, that is something that you can do. And you can do that in a discussion style, which would be to asking questions. You may find that you need to adopt a devil's advocate position sometimes to get a bit of a rise and a reaction out of them. Um, you can set activities and a challenge. Sometimes it works really well if you split a group into smaller groups and then ask them to come back with something they've got to present back to the group. And you can even bring a competitive element to that. We've done it before where we've run competitions to see who can provide the most useful insight or the most creative idea, which does get them on the toes. I think you have to be realistic there that you don't want this to be a demoralising activity. So as much as we get a bit of stick for giving everybody a prize or a reward at the end, I think it's worth that getting that bit of stick to make sure that it's a positive experience for the young people and that they'll want to take part in this and other important sessions again in the future. The third way is taking a step on from a focus group and a discussion into creating something together. And creating a piece of media is a really powerful way of doing that. So if you work with young people and invite them to have some level of creative expression to show how they really feel about a particular topic or issue, what you can do here is say we're going to be showing this to other people. This is your opportunity to get your view across. Quite often the research that Eskimo Soup does is for leaders within the public sector. So I will explain who it is we're reporting to and say these are influential people. They make decisions on a daily basis that affect people's lives, could affect your life. So here is your opportunity to make sure that you get your point across. And creating media not only is a great way of engaging young people in something that interests them, but when it comes to actually presenting your findings, as much as I'm sure clients love reading our 50, 60, 70 page documents which have got all of the information in there. Quite often that gets condensed down to a 10 minute presentation and if we've got video and audio on images to support that which have clearly come directly from young people that can have a real strong level of influence. And I think for a lot of young people this, this idea of creating something that is media led given that most 
young people walk around with a smartphone in their pocket or in the hand all of the time they're used to doing that and sharing those expressions of interest then it's not too far-fetched to do it i do recognize it's not everybody's cup of tea and it does require some level of confidence to create something like that possibly some creative skills as well but because this is a group session it's about drawing upon each other's strengths to make sure that we've got the best way of expressing the collective views of the group the fourth way to get the views of young people is depth interviews so whilst focus groups are great because they enable dialogue they enable building upon each other's ideas challenging each other you do run the risk sometimes of having individuals who dominate the group or sometimes you have participants who are inhibited to share their true views because there may be somebody in the group who's like the cool kid or even the bully or just somebody that is the natural leader on that and they tend to fall behind that person's view so having backup depth interviews along that is a really powerful tool that's having your arsenal now from a practical perspective i would recommend doing this in ones twos or threes and um, it works best if they know each other and they trust each other because much like I said with the focus group, you can have one character will inhibit another. That could also happen in short depth interviews. When they do know and trust each other, they feel there's a little bit of safety in numbers in there. Even if there's just the two of them. Not that you're a scary interviewer. But when you go through that as well, they can actually just bounce ideas off each other. And if you do that kind of relatable storytelling where they build upon each other, then you get much more rich level of insight than you get just from running through a list of questions and getting short answers from that you've got to make sure not to push people too far in an interview particularly if it's a sensitive issue you have got a safeguarding responsibility so if anything that they say causes you concern then you've got to work with the appointed safeguarding officer at the school or the youth club or in some cases actually make that as a, as a report if needed as well one thing that you can get from a depth interview that is difficult to get from a focus group is the free-flowing conversation that will allow them to share stories and examples. And stories and examples are really important when it comes back to reporting your findings because statistics and like streams of similar answers, what they do is give you a trend, but it's the story and the emotion that adds all of the colour to that, brings it to life, and is quite often the thing that then spares a decision maker onto actually making some positive change. And the fifth and final way of getting the views of young people is to work with them on an ongoing basis as ambassadors. So this means working with the most engaged young people who seem to be really switched on by whatever topic it was that you were discussing with them and giving them that opportunity to join a movement of change and to keep working with you. We've done this before where we've set up ambassador programs around particular campaigns. Now, some of these ambassadors were actually recruited in the research phase before we knew what the campaign was going to be called, what it would look like and what its focus would be. Because we've identified these young people as, as being pioneers, as being truly interested in this topic and where it becomes a win-win relationship because they're looking for experience. If they're passionate about that particular topic, they want to make some change. And we know that if you get the ways of getting the views from young people on an ongoing basis then you can get a real real accurate steer on how you should be focusing your effort once you've built up a group of ambassadors you need to look after them you need to give them positive reinforcement you need to in some cases mentor them and make sure that they benefit from that as well now one of my bugbears that i have from research with young people is quite often we will give a presentation and share that across to the client 
but we don't necessarily ourselves find out what the impact of that was because where possible we we do find out and then we go back to our groups and share that with them it seems like such an obvious thing to do but it doesn't always happen particularly with young people if they've got some guy from a marketing company who's come along to the youth club for a couple of weeks and got to know them and asked them some questions about topics that they're passionate about and then they never see or hear from him again that's not a great message to send out there so one of the things that we try and do is make sure that we maintain that level of commitment and that level of ongoing contact that you sold us this and this is what happened as a result of that for us to do that we need to make sure that we close the loop with our client and any other stakeholders in there as well now i appreciate that takes time but i think it's well worth taking the time to do that to make sure that those young people are not disillusioned by this kind of activity because the reviews are so important to shape a good future together now i mentioned at the top about the difference between research and getting the views of young people and participation i appreciate here that what we're talking about is research now if you can build this up through an ambassador program or another way of doing it towards the top of the participation ladder now if you can get to the eighth rung of the ladder youth initiated but with shared decisions with adults then you really have cracked it that's not what i've covered in this podcast i'm sure it's something that we're going to get into in the future But certainly if you take those steps for doing the research well, you're going to be well on the way to a true level of participation. So in summary, the five ways to get the views of young people that I want to recommend are firstly to use Instagram stories. Secondly, focus groups in the natural environment of those young people. Thirdly, if you've got the time and the resources, create a piece of media with young people. It gives them a purpose and make sure that they're really in tune to the message that they're trying to share. Fourth, depth interviews. Where possible, spend the time with those that didn't really get a voice within a focus group environment. Just because they're quiet doesn't mean that they're not important. They don't have something valid to say. You just need to find the right way of gaining their trust and creating the right environment for which they can share those stories. And the fifth way is about creating an ambassador program so that you have an ongoing relationship with young people who work with you to achieve your social goals. So I've been John Gilbert, this has been the Socially Good Podcast, thank you for listening.